Industry Pods and Evergreen Podcast Network are pleased to present the following podcast. A great panel discussion there. Now it's time for our next keynote of the day, Digital Marketers, the DMs you want to slide into with Sam Yamut from Unfederal Reserve. Hello, I'm Sam Yamut with uh, Residual Token Incorporated on Federal Reserve, and I'm here to talk about digital markers for licensing software within our organization. To uh, start off a little bit of an intro, the uh, Unfederal Reserve Residual Token Incorporated is a fintech SaaS technology company. We are specializing in fintech software developments. The software utilizes blockchain and standard programming languages, tools, and databases to unlock efficiencies within financial services companies and lending markets. Our company and its affiliate operate in the decentralized finance, that's DeFi, fintech subsector. We uh, empower centralized CFI entities and democratize finance by allowing companies as well as individuals to be the bank. The company operates as a SaaS enterprise and is developing commercial grade programs for the license to qualify entities. Now, let's get into uh, the start of it on where does a license come into play for Unfederal Reserve? Unfederal Reserve technology powers reserve funding. That is a traditional alternative investment marketplace for crypto holders. For this service and software, reserve funding pays a licensing fee to Unfederal Reserve. Reserve funding is a liquidity channel for underserved tribal banks, SMEs, non-bank lenders, as well as those that are in need, of, who are underbanked in need of a more um, cost-effective source of capital. What it allows is retail crypto holders like you and myself to earn passive income without incurring a tax events. In order for me to traditionally invest in uncorrelated assets from Ethereum, I'd have to sell my crypto, which is a taxable events. Even if I'm just selling stable coins, I'd have to ACH it out and route it in to get traditional finance. Within our ecosystem, if you can see on the reserve funding diagram, it's as simple as clicking into a vault for the crypto user. So Unfederal Reserve as we have provided rails into traditional investments with higher and non-Ethereum correlated returns. And these investments are the qualified entities licensing on Federal Reserve's software. So if you see within our vault right there, the initial one, Atipana, non-bank lender, would be the licensee of uh, those utilizing our software. We... Um, as with other investments or defaults that have been made available through reserve funding, the investment vehicle is going to have to pay the licensing fee since they are getting access to new customers that come with our rails. Our rails are all fully regulatory compliant, AML, KYC. So we also pride ourselves on being one of the most regulatory compliant companies in this space. In inventing the procedures and technology to track active subscriptions, we can rightfully also claim to be inventors of another blockchain application. That is licensing as a service. Just through them executing their typical payment connected via Fireblock system, we have also Circle, Paxos, and Plaid. We leverage Chainlink oracles to aggregate the proper pricing data, and then we use Dune Analytics to keep track of each licensee status. With that, we, the Vault, are able to publicly show available and provide the customer a complete picture of the overall ecosystem. Now, let's go back to how it all functions today. The granting of a license consists of three types of information. That is identity, payment, and term. 
The license grantor, aka the licensor, needs to know the identity of the person or entity using the good or service. The licensor also needs to know when the license fee has been paid, the payment, and how long for which it is good for. That is the term. Now, what is a licensing fee? The overall definition, the term licensing fee can be used in several contexts. It is also most commonly used to describe an amount of money paid to an entity for a certain right or ability. A licensing fee can be an amount of money paid to an individual or a business for the privilege of performing a certain service or engaging in a specific line of business. Licensing fees can be paid for trademarks, copyright, or patents, among many other things. And licensing fees can also cover different times, time spans or terms. Some lifetime licensees are one-time payments and provide limitless use of the application. Other licenses allow access for only a few days or hours of usage, namely in the form of ski resort lift tickets, a Disney day pass, or a parking pass. If you look at the diagram right here, you can see there are four parties involved in establishing a license. There's the licensee who approves the payments to the licensee bank, who then sends the payments to the licensor bank, who then confirms the payment to the licensor, who then either approves or terminates access to licensee. So the licensee sends a store value, it's usually an ACH or wire, to the licensor, and separately the licensor stores identity information on a centralized data server to monitor and govern permissions. This is a very cumbersome system that can be greatly improved utilizing smart contract, smart contract technology. In this case, we are using the ERSDL token as a digital marker to track identity payment and terms in one permission style token. So that's identity, payment, terms, and it's all in one token. The wallet that, that the token sits in is owned and governed by the licensor and not the licensee. This ensures that the licensee doesn't sell their access to the software to a non-compliant third party. However, existence of the token in the public space allows us to develop dashboards, tools, and utility that any holder of the licensing token can enjoy without risk of corrupting the token's original use case. Licensing fees lend themselves to digital markers. The beauty of smart contract language is its power to store identity and payment information and contractual agreement information, in this case, the term. Two parties commit to what's in the code and the cost of the license is reflected in the count and market price of that token at the time of the licensor's acquisition of that token. In essence, our code, which simply asks, does this licensee have ERSDL in their wallet? By the licensor buying the token out of the market and storing it on wallets designed for each licensee, we can track the first two pieces, that's identity and payment in one place. One could then use the wallet itself to program the term of the license. In our case, if the licensor or vault or other product fails to provide a return through our pipes. Once the ERSDL runs out of the wallet, the customer access to the vault ends and the licensor loses the acquisition and onboarding channel. The workflow is pretty easy to use. Rather than forcing our customers into buying a crypto token or wiring money to renew a subscription, our licensors perform business as usual. 
It's their normal everyday business of accepting investments and making distributions that the licenses perpetually renewed or canceled through obsolescence, one or the other. I'll uh, show a little sample here in the following table. So it is illustrating how the licensee fee would work with respect to the number of tokens outstanding. Uh, this is just an example. So these are not performer estimates of actual expected open market purchases, nor the estimate of the value of the token itself. Um, but those boxes in red are cases where the existing supply is not sufficient to purchase tokens out of the market. The buy pressure would likely remedy this. Or if the company extracts all the tokens out of the market, an alternative method or amounts would need to be considered. So in conclusion, because the smart contract is a store of value, logic engine, and can carry with it key contractual terms, we can tie the identity information on chain. We can place the store of value payments and set the term, the third thing, with the license. So we've cut out three processes and three systems down to one function and one system. And that's utilizing blockchain technology for more modern efficiency. We are taking the digital marker from essentially cobblestone roads and smoothing it out into asphalts. So in essence, to go back to my original title of these are the DMs everyone will inevitably be sliding into. That's all, folks. Um, just for more information, you can visit us at uh, www.unfellreserve.com. I appreciate the time and have a wonderful day.